This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. You're listening to Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawke's Bay. It's our pleasure once again to be in the garden with Hawke's Bay's most glamorous gardener, Megan Williams. How are you going, Megan? I'm going well, but oh my gosh, the weather is a garden. Oh, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yes, the, the back lawn is underwater, so when I go and feed the chocks, I'm splosh, splosh, splashing around. <laughs> Luckily, I've got the gumboots at the back door. Um, and the walnuts are all falling, um, and of course, I'm, I'm trying to dry them, but uh, you know, packing them up at the moment is just hopeless because I, I really need to wait till they dry a little bit before I... I have got them drying on a frame, and then I've got an old um, garden umbrella that I put over the top of that. So as, when it's sunny, I can take the umbrella off and then like now, I've got it sort of covering them. Mm. So at least they've got the air coming from underneath. But it is important that you dry the walnuts, otherwise they they just go mouldy and, and sort of rot inside. They go mouldy. So it's awful. Exactly. It's awful. So, and walnuts are really important. It's a good source of um, protein for you. It's a six-class protein, and it is really important to have um, sort of nut, your fruit and nuts. So yummy. Now also, the fijoas are... Um, falling and unfortunately at the moment when they fall they tend to get a bit muddy because they're falling yes. into the mud. But they're quite good this year because we had a, a nice wet spring um, you know they're, they're a decent size I've found. Uh, my granddaughter arrived this morning and she wanted to make a bit of pocket money so I sent her out in my gumboots out to pick up the fijoas that was a job I didn't want to do so she's done that, she's got a bucket of fijoas for me so I've been bottling a couple of jars each morning so as I can um, I, my aim's about 40 jars of, of the jars, and they get taken up to Auckland. And my um, children, grandchildren up there just absolutely love them for their breakfast. So it's a little job for me uh, to do you know, a couple of jars each morning because it's not such an arduous job. But I try to get about 40 jars done so um, those jars are kept for, for uh, a season when they're not in season. Good on you. And um, I tell you what I found this morning. I've got some broccoli growing in a bucket. You know how I did my yep. potatoes and my carrots and my. Well, I thought I'd try broccoli upstairs on the veranda and um, in a bucket. Well, this morning I went out there and the flipping white butterflies had got them. So I, <laughs> rather than rather than um, yeah, I don't like spraying everything as you know. And of course, the spray costs money. And of course, I'm sort of anti spending money on anything like that. So I went out there with my glasses on and um, turned all the leaves over and squashed all those great. Caterpillars. So hopefully my broccoli will now have a chance to grow and produce some broccoli. I've been feeding it with my comfrey soup. Now comfrey, I've talked to you about that before. Comfrey is well, it grows like a weed. Yep. But it is a plant that will put their roots right down deep into the ground and bring um, elements that we don't normally get. Um, it brings them right up into the leaf. And so what I do is I just rip those um, the, the leaves off, put them into a bucket. Fill it with water, and it, they will rot. And of course, it's just full of goodness for the plants, like your broccoli. Uh, it does stink a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I found if I put my hands down and just sort of fill, fill a bottle up um, within the water, it takes ages to sort of get the smell off my hands. <laughs> but it's full of it's full of um, all sorts of goodness and you know minerals that the plants need. So I've been feeding them with my comfrey um, soup. Now, the other thing I'm passionate about at the moment, which I'm having a bit of fun with, is my Phalaenopsis orchids. And I think I've talked to you about them before. The Phalaenopsis orchids are those big white ones that I just am passionate about. They, they do have colours. I've got a beautiful purple one. But, I, but the, the challenge for me is to when you buy them, and they're quite expensive, 
Um, so what the idea is to go to the garden centre and if, if they've got any that have died off, sort of, you know, condiments giving to you a bit cheaper. Um, I've heard that that can happen, but I haven't actually tried them myself. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just love those fellas. And you see them in all the um, garden magazines, you know, where you have, not necessarily the garden, you know, the house garden, that every in-market house has these beautiful white phalaenopsis plants growing. So um, what I'm trying to do is get them to reflower. And so I Googled um, what, how you organically, because I obviously don't want to go out and buy any food, organically feed your phalaenopsis orchids. And you do it with, um, believe it or not, milk. Um, so I've been giving them a little bit of milk. Mm. <laughs> and also um, tea, which so what when I take my uh, tea bags out of the teapot, I just put a little bit of, sprinkle a little bit of, of the tea in a tea bag on top. Eggshells, which you put in your um, pestle and water and crush down. Uh, they like the calcium from the eggshells. They also like crushed, dried chicken bones. I know that sounds crazy, but just you can do that yeah. in your uh, mitre and pestle. Um, they evidently like molasses, potatoes, <laughs> and also the water that rice has been boiled in. Mm. So isn't it amazing? That's All weird, those little wonderful things. Yeah. Now, obviously, you don't attack the um, Salinopsis orchid plant with all those things all at once. So you just get a little bit, probably, you know, just a little bit every sort of three or four months. But those are that I found that quite fascinating to think that I could give my phalaenopsis orcas, you know, when I have my cup of tea, they can have a little bit as well. And they can have an egg sandwich too. How good is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I have got a couple of spikes growing on my orchids, which honestly is just ridiculous, isn't it? But it gives me such a thrill when I see that little wee bulge coming in down underneath the leaf. And then eventually um, they they grow up and have these beautiful. They're called moth orchids, you know the mm. big white flat ones, you know yep. the ones I mean. And I just they just look so classy in the house. How oh, nice is that? That's lovely. What have you been doing so, in the kitchen? Um, well, I do, I don't know if I've given you the warm chicken and bacon salad. Have I given you that one? No, let's have that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I tried it the other day. I googled it and um, it was from Taste online, and it was really successful. I had had I had cooked. I bought a chicken, $8, um, frozen chicken, because I've seen on TV that that's the way to go yes, at the moment if you're trying to cut down your costs. And so I had, we had a roast meal, and then um, I took the uh, chicken off the bone, and I boiled up the bone, made chicken stock, and then I made this um, chicken salad. So it was um, two tablespoons of whole grain mustard, two tablespoons of honey, a third of a cup of olive oil, one garlic clove crushed, um, a chicken breast. Now, I used cooked chicken already, as I said, um, yeah. rather than having, but you could use, you know, you could cook the chicken for it. Four rashes of bacon, four sliced, um, sliced of bread, roughly torn into bits, um, an avocado peeled and sliced, um, some baby spinach, um, some lettuce, the outer leaves, and um, a punnet of cherry tomatoes, halves, and a small red onion, thinly sliced, and a half a cup of um, creme fraiche or thick cream. Now, your method is you preheat the oven to 190 and you combine the mustard, honey, half the oil, the garlic, the chicken in a dish, and you cover and refrigerate, so you're basically um, marinating it. And I did that. Although my chicken was cooked, I mean, it's still, I still did the same, just stirred it all up. Um, then you have um, the small baking trays with the baking powder and place the the bacon on one and the bread on the other and drizzle the bread with the remaining oil and place the trays in the oven for about five or six minutes or until the bacon is crisp. 
which I would found was a bit longer than that. And they removed the bacon, then reduced the oven to 150 and cooked the croutons, or a few bread, for a further 10 minutes or until they're crispy and golden. Break the bacon into um, bite-sized um, pieces, and then and then place the avocado in a large serving bowl with the spinach and the lettuce and the tomato and the onion, and then drain the chicken, although um, you don't need to drain the chicken when you use the, the cooked chicken, obviously. Yeah. And um, then heat, heat the large um, the non-stick frying pan over the medium heat, and that's if you're doing the chicken, you know, because you can, but I didn't, because I just, and I mixed all those up together, which was the chicken, including the marinade, and the um, the other dish, the avocado and the spinach, and then broke up the croutons, the bread that's been drizzled in with the oil, um, broke it up into it, and it was just such a yummy meal. And and there was a bit left over, and it was just as yummy the next day. Anything with bacon? You've always got to watch. You've always got to watch chicken and make sure that you you know you don't a keep it too long and b keep it in the fridge if you, you know if you're going to keep it for the next day. But that pushed that chicken out. It was just absolutely amazing how long you know how many meals it did, and they're all good and healthy and enjoyable. You know, really tasty. Sounds yummy. Good on you, Megan. As always, my pleasure. You look after yourself. We'll talk to the same time, same place next week. Don't forget the robin. This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, a community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.